Good morning. Welcome to worship here at Church of the Palms. We're so grateful to welcome those folks who are here in the Campus Center, as well as those of you who are watching online. We rejoice that we can be together as the community of Christ, uh, even in the midst of this very strange season. Thank you all for wearing your masks over your nose and your mouth and uh, helping us to continue to uh, pursue our mission of taking care of one another. Did you get your shot is the question of the season, and everybody is asking themselves that question and others, and we're grateful for those of you who uh, have received your shots, and we know that there are many who are still anxious to do so, and uh, we seek to be sensitive to each other as we, uh, as we make our way through this time of trying to protect ourselves. Well, we had a great Valentine's drive-through last Sunday. It was a great time. We were able to welcome 120 cars, 200 humans, and 10 dogs. And we uh, were serenaded by the Lacey Jane Band, and it was just a great time for us to hand out all sorts of goodies, and a lot of it having to do with the beginning of our Lenten season, which uh, began this past Wednesday evening with our Ash Wednesday service. We want to encourage you to take a Lenten devotional as you make your way out after the service is over. That way you can continue with us as we take this Lenten journey together. We are looking forward to a new Wednesday Night Life uh, series beginning this Wednesday evening, God in Hollywood. Uh, the next chapter of that is called Truth and Consequences. And this coming Wednesday evening at 6.30, we're going to be reviewing and talking about the book on the waterfront. So you want to watch that beforehand, register online, and join us at 6.30 in a Zoom call as we talk about this really, really interesting and classic movie uh, starring Marlon Brando. We uh, look forward to a month from this Wednesday, March the 24th, for our Easter in the Garden program at 5.30 in the evening. It will be a chance for children, from, children and families from the Palmas Preschool, as well as our own congregation, to gather together and to uh, celebrate the uh, upcoming uh, season of Easter. April the 24th is going to be a chance for women in our church to gather for a one-day women's retreat called Be Still and Be Well. You'll find more information about that on our website. Our bloodmobile is being put on pause while we wait for the COVID season to uh, make its way through, but they want you to know that you can still uh, re give blood at the blood bank uh, at their main headquarters. And as the band comes on, we want to also remind you that next Sunday is our Commitment Sunday, and many of you have already received commitment cards in the mail, and we will be, receive, we will be receiving those commitment cards next Sunday as we think about how our own garden grows as we seek to be generous to our uh, God and to our community. So we invite you to keep that in your minds. And we are delighted today to welcome our newest members who have been under the tutelage of Dr. Mingy Brown in our new members class. And they are the following, Buck and Peggy Fry, Jerry and Mary Peach, Derek and Leanna Robbins, and Jim Milligan. So we're delighted that you folks have uh, become a part of our life here at Church of the Palms. And let's give them a big round of applause, would you please? Now let us continue our worship. Oh, no. I love wearing masks. Oh, my goodness. 
Good morning. Sorry about that. Um, well, we are starting into our season of Lent. So it is 40 days from um, Ash Wednesday unto Easter, where we get to journey with Jesus. And Lent is typically the season of repentance and returning to God. And you probably know people who give up something or people who take something on. Ultimately, we are trying to connect with God in a new way. And I thought that as a faith family, we might try something new just during the season of Lent. And that is why you got a bulletin. And if you did not get a bulletin, would you raise your hand? Because Ethan's going to bring one to you. Um, you should have gotten a bulletin and three of your favorite colors. You could have more than that. Here's what we're going to do. If you look on the very back of it, before we start our prayers of the people, we are going to do a prayer of confession because I find that often um, the thing that separates me from God is me confessing my own sin and being authentic of who I am, and I don't want anything between us. So I thought perhaps that we could start with a prayer of confession. If you open up your bulletin, you'll see something that looks like it's for kids. It's called Sermon Doodles. But I have to tell you, I was inspired by my daughter, Jordan, who's 28 years old and is working on her PhD. And when Pastor Steve was preaching a few weeks ago, she sat in the back and he would say something and she jotted down a word and he'd say something else and she sort of like drew a picture of it. And I thought, wouldn't it be interesting for us to engage with God in a new way? Maybe you don't do things like this. I know I usually don't. So when Pastor Mingy is preaching today, I would encourage you to jot a word that comes up, or a phrase, or a picture, or to color as you're listening, and then maybe refer to this during the week, just as, as an attempt to um, connect with God in a new way. On the very front of your bulletin is the affirmation of faith, and each week, thanks to a sanctified art, we will be speaking a new affirmation and praying a new confession. So if you would stand... We are going to say this affirmation of faith together, and then we are going to um, let Justin lead us in some music. So, here we go. We believe in a God who is everywhere and right here, bigger than the sky and in the smallest details, all at once and in every moment. We believe that God meets us where we are in heartbreak, and high hopes around crowded tables and in quiet homes, in joy and in suffering, in loneliness and in connection, in sanctuaries and in living rooms, in marches and in waiting rooms. We believe that nothing we do or leave undone can distance us from God's love. God is forever drawing us close and pulling us in again and again. God meets us where we are and invites us into wholeness. Thanks be to God for a love like that. Blessed be your name in the land that 
is plentiful May streams of abundance flow Blessed be your name Blessed be your name When I'm found in the desert place The walk through the wilderness Blessed be your name Give blessing you pour out, i turn back to pray. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will sing. Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glorious name.
in our service where we get to worship God with our tithes and our offering and whether you give online through the website or whether you leave it in the baskets as you go, just know that we appreciate your generosity and how you partner with us to love God and to love neighbor. And speaking of generosity, we get the second video 
that Matt has put together for us on How Does Your Garden Grow? Take a look. A voice of one calling. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Where some saw chaos, others saw the potential for community. This is how the Open Palms campaign was born. Powered by the vision, hope, and generosity of individuals, construction began. And after much hard work, Just a single brick laid the foundation to change lives. Nice. Thank you, Matt. I'd like to invite the mic runners to come up on either side here. And if you would grab your bulletin and turn it to the back page for the prayer of confession. Ben is going to read the voice of one for us, and we are going to respond with the all. Let us confess our sin. Hold on one second. So we have Ben's mic. My, my yeah, good okay, bill. Yeah, okay, great, okay. God who meets us where we are, there is nowhere we can go that you are not. You were with Jesus at his baptism. You were with him in the wilderness. And even in between, you were there, saying aloud, This is my beloved. We know that you are with us too, in the good, the bad, and everything in between. But so often we act like we are alone. Instead of coming to you with our hurt, we hold it in or cast it onto others. Instead of coming to you with our joy, we credit ourselves and offer you nothing. How can we long for a deeper relationship with you while living like you are nowhere to be found? Forgive our self-centered ways. Remind us that in every breath, in every step, you are there. You are the God who meets us where we are before and behind, above and below, within and around. Amen. 
I hope that you will find this as a source of encouragement during the week, either the affirmation or the prayer of confession, and of course for whatever um, drawings or sermon doodlings that you do. And I did forget to mention that as you leave, you can take your markers and there'll be a bucket out there and we will sanitize them. So next week when you have a new set, you'll have new clean markers. So if I could have my mic runners introduce themselves, please. Hi, I'm Jared. I'm a senior. Thanks. Uh, my name is Ben. I am also a senior. Nice. Thank you. And friends, how can we be praying for each other this week? Great. I'd like to pray for all my friends and many others in Texas who are really suffering right now. Oh, thank you, Sue. We'll be thinking about um, some without water, some still without power, some who have lost their lives, of course. Thank you. I, I like to ask that we pray for people in Myanmar so there will be peace and freedom soon. Oh, thank you, Pastor Mingy. Absolutely. Mm. A friend of mine, we were having dinner last night, and he told me he had a, his best friend died from COVID. Oh. And I'm seeing an end to it, uh, in a way, and I'm hopeful with and pray for an end to this pandemic. Absolutely. Thanks, Dan. Um, yeah, right. And um, Pastor Steve had mentioned earlier, some people are starting to get their vaccines, and we're so grateful. And so many of us don't have it and aren't going to have it for some time, and that we remain sensitive to that. But that we just pray for an end, and then we get to see what our new normal is going to be. Thank you. Yeah. Um, just prayers of healing and thanks, I guess. Um, I fell off the roof last week and broke two ribs, but it's actually pretty miraculous. That's all I did, so I'm oh. doing pretty well now. <laughs> um, yes, thank you, and let's keep our feet on the ground. Yes, thank you. Oh my gosh, it's scary. Gratitude. Both of my sisters are home. Uh, the Parkinson's has got her medication adjusted properly, and the one that had the mass on her kidney it has tested negative. Oh, thank God. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, makes me happy. Yeah, there's one more to around then. Yeah, good workout. Thank you. <laughs> uh, prayers for my sister, Jennifer, and uh, she is up in New Jersey, but um, just found out before I came in that she's having some issues with her job. Um, but then their 18-year-old son had left the house a week, a week ago, um, and he's someone that has many challenges and should be on medication and took himself off of medication, and they're afraid that he's going to end up in a psychotic break, and so they're just very worried about him. So prayers for Caleb, Caleb. and then my sister Jennifer. Caleb and Jennifer, and really as we think about our siblings spread around the globe and we think about all those people who are suffering from some sort of mental illness that requires medication, right? Like it's so important. It's such an important part of, I think, of how God heals us. And thanks for lifting that up, Emily. Oh. 
might be another thing. We could actually jot down prayer concerns if you save a little spot in your sermon doodles. So if you wanted to pray for people by name during the week, but I think God hears our prayers even if we don't mention the names. All right, friends, let us pray together. Gracious and loving God, we are so grateful for this family of faith. We know that you walk beside us through the valleys, through the darkness, and through all the times that we think we can't take another step. Lord, we know that you use us to be your hand to be your word of encouragement, and to be your comfort. And so we just pray, Lord, that nudge us a little, open our eyes, open our hearts, so that we can love the way you love. We are grateful that you are with us every step of the journey. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Good morning. My name is Ethan. I am one of the volunteers with the youth group here. Today's scripture passage comes from Psalm 81, 16. I would feed you with the finest of the wheat, and with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. And the second scripture passage comes from John 6, 1 through 15. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, They began to say, this is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Ethan, for reading that very well. At least you all get one real correct. English accent this morning. I have been accused by close friends, there is English and there is Minglish. So now are you ready for the Minglish part? Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts 
be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So as a church, we are focusing on the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Our fruit of the Spirit for this month, as you all know, is generosity. And the theme for this series, this particular series, is How Does Your Garden Grow? Two Sundays ago, Pastor Laurie started us with God the Tiller. Last Sunday, Pastor Steve continued us on the journey with God the Planter. Today, we are looking at God the Nourisher, and then we will look at God the Pruner next week. As we do this, we think about how the garden in our own lives is growing. What fruits of the Spirit are we growing that can be for our own lives and that we can share with others? That last line I stole from Pastor Steve. It's a really good one. I'll repeat it. What fruits of the Spirit are we growing that can be for our own lives and that we can share with others? After his baptism, Jesus went in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, we observed Lenten season with the same number of days. We began observing that last Wednesday night with the Ash Wednesday service in the sanctuary. Today is the first Sunday in Lent, and we travel to Jesus' passion, crucifixion, and resurrection. By the way, the color for Lent is purple. Pastor Lori, I don't see anything purple there. I have purple folder. So remember to wear or grow purple flowers around you or arrange purple flower and remember Jesus, you know, walking with Jesus for 40 days and 40 nights. Just for the next 40 days. I come from a long line of gardeners. My aunt Luangi was and is one of them. I loved working with her in her garden in my college days a long, long time ago. In the steep hill sites of Mizoram State in India, where my aunt lives, there is very little flat ground to grow gardens. So Twangi built a garden on her flat rooftop. She used boxed um, planters and grew an amazing variety of vegetables and flowers. Her friend who raised organic chickens for fun on the other side of the hill generously offered my aunt as much chicken manure as she wanted to take. So Dongyi and I took a carrying sling. She carried the front end and I carried the back end. We went to her friend's house and shoveled the sling full of chicken manure. Then she and I carried it back around to her house. We did this several times. It would have been a lot easier and faster except that we kept breaking out in the giggles along the way home. My aunt, you see, was only five years older than me. After all, she was the wife of a government minister, and I was a theological student, and we were carrying and wearing chicken manure through the streets in front of everyone. In that culture, if you have 
as status like she did and I did, we were supposed to actually be respectful and we were supposed to be proper, not carrying around chicken manure. She and I then took the manure in our bare hands and we put them in the boxes of the garden. It was so much fun, more giggles. But the result later was spectacular. When the vegetables were ripe, my aunt gathered a pile of them and then some flowers and then we took them to the friend who had given us chicken manure in the first place. My aunt's friend was as grateful to my aunt and myself as we had been to her weeks before. My aunt Duangi, being who she was, also gave many of her vegetables and flowers to neighbors and strangers. You see, for my aunt, all the fun was in growing the garden, doing her part of planting, nurturing, trusting, and watching it grow. And then she got to give the crops away. She found great joy in all that. I did too. Trust in God was demonstrated by the generosity flourishing in the free flow of sharing God's gifts. People in many different cultures practice generosity in giving and receiving and trust that they give, their gift will make a difference. By the grace of God, in, this leads to miracles and growth and plentiful harvest of many different kinds. In the Lord's Prayer, we say to God, give us this day our daily bread. The Gospel according to John chapter 6 is a story about Jesus feeding of the 5,000 people up on the mountain. As the readers of today, we know that Jesus had gone up the mountains to escape the crowds, to be alone and rest, perhaps. Maybe he needed God to revive and strengthen him for the task ahead. Jesus did not go up there to be followed nor to feed thousands of people on the mountain. But the crowds needed him even more. They were persistent in following him. Gospel writer John told us that it was almost Passover festival, which has much focus on food. Imagine Jesus sitting up on the mountain and looking down the way he had come. He saw people beginning to come up the mountain towards him. They came and they came and they kept on coming until there were 5,000 people. So much for solitude and rest for Jesus. Jesus asked his disciple Philip, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? Philip was very much like my husband, Will Brown. He didn't even answer Jesus' question. Instead, he answered the how much question. He said, six months' wages will not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. Andrew, on the other hand, said to Jesus that there was a boy who had five barley loaves and two fish. Of all that crowd, including the disciples, only a boy was smart enough to have brought some food along. And he trusted Jesus enough that he was willing to give up all that he brought with him to eat the five barley loaves and two fish. I can imagine being that boy watching Jesus thank God for his little lunch 
and watching it be multiplied to feed the crowd with 12 basketful left over. This reminds me of Psalm 81, verse 16, that Ethan read to us. I would feed you with the rest, the finest of wheat and honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. The generosity of that boy amazes me, a child giving up what he brought for his own meal. When a little boy trusted the power of Jesus and gave that gift of five loaves of barley bread and two fish, 5,000 people got fed, and there were 12 basketful of leftovers. The story of this boy shows us that no one is too small or too young to become a part of what God is doing to nurture the world and all of us in it. Remember, a few years ago, our very own little girl named Kate brought her organic chicken eggs to sell under the tree on Sunday mornings to help build the Palm Center. She inspired many, including me. Little Kate was full of trust and generosity, giving her egg money to have the Palm Center built. Built it, we did. And the Palm Center is serving and nurturing all kinds of God's children now. You saw that as a part of the video earlier. Similarly, we read in the Gospel according to Mark chapter 12 about the old widow who offered her last two coins in the offering box at the temple. She was neither too old nor too frail nor even too poor to be abundantly generous to God. No one is beneath contributing to God's nurturing purposes. The boy and the widow in the Bible and our own little Kate showed trust and demonstrated the fruit of the Spirit called generosity. Both the boy and the widow, though unnamed, live on in the scriptures forever. They inspired us even now. Many of us will remember little Kate, although not so little anymore today, and her trust and generosity for a long, long time to come. All of us are loved and nurtured by God every day of our lives. We are richly blessed by God, the nurturer, in many ways. It is God that gives us our gifts of finances, time, and talent, and our very own lives. Our gratitude becomes our generosity. When we put out our trust in God, we get to see and be a part of what God is doing in the world. Back to gardening. I still do some gardening here in Sarasota, there is nothing more joyful to see than my little garden grows by God's grace and blessing. You don't have a picture because I forgot to include it. There is a, little, uh, there is a big bush of hibiscus outside of my driveway. When we had a gardener um, earlier when we first bought the house, he declared it dead and pulled it out of the ground and put it in a yard waste bin. So after the gardener left, I pulled it back out and I said to Will, this thing is going to live. I planted it and I watered it and I prayed for it. I, asked, I told it, you're going to live and bloom. And I asked God and then it is 
taller than Mike McCullough now and bigger than I can reach around. They're like 30 blooms this morning. So I also do my part joyfully, watering, cleaning, clearing, pruning, but pruning is for next week. I give my, uh, I actually, I feed fertilizer and even talking to the plants and praying for them. Likewise, in my other garden of the fruit of the Spirit, I give my tithing correctly because I know it belongs to God. I trust that God multiplies it manyfold. When I don't give my tithing correctly, I see that I come out short. How is your garden growing? We may not need to use chicken manure today here in Sarasota now, but we use the best of what God gives us to help others grow in his love and grace. God's nurturing of us leads us to our joy in becoming nurturers. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. We're most grateful to you, O God, for being our nurturer. Your love and your grace envelops us. Your blessings is where we live every day. We pray that you will make us be your nurturers to all that you have called us to nurture. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
first declares your majesty You are holy